Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I got this feeling that I've been here before. I got this feeling that I've been here before. Hi, welcome to We Know's Parenting. I'm Beth Newell, co-founder of Reductress. And I'm Peter McNerney, her husband. We are real-life parents, real... Couple. Oh my God, it's so real. Real comedians. We uh, got kids. We were married. These are true facts. We have a three and a half year old and an almost two year old. And this is a podcast where we compare notes on our week in parenting and try to figure out what we do and don't know about how to raise kids. Hi, Beth. Hi. It's been a little while because <laughs> I was out of town. And I think that's the big, the this big thing. Recurring theme on our podcast is just that we go our separate ways. It's like a tag team of parenting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we regroup and try to figure out what the hell happened. I've said this before, and I'm keep saying it. If it weren't for this podcast, good God, would I ever see you? Yeah, like asleep in bed next to you. Cool, cool, cool. So I went uh, out to Los Angeles for the Story Pirates, Los Angeles Benefit. I had an incredible time all by myself <laughs> without kids. And meanwhile, back at home, what happened? I... I literally have no idea because we didn't talk the whole time. It was exhausting. So you um, brought sickness into our lives. Oh, I just want to. I just want to claim, take responsibility that all illnesses are my fault. Well, this one you were uh, you were patient zero, so I blame you. It's true. You whined about being sick for a couple of days. Next thing I know, I'm sick. Next thing I know, our kids are sick, and it, we all got sick 
like the second you left town. And it was, I haven't been sick like this in a while. Like we get, we, we've been sick all winter, but this was bad. It was like yeah. a stomach thing. I just didn't want to get out of bed. I was so tired. And uh, I got the text. I was on the plane about to set my phone to airplane mode. And I got the text. All of us are sick. Yeah, it was fun. Um, so what happened was I, uh, I had, I think I had asked my sister to babysit that night for some reason, and she said she was busy. So I was just laying in bed all day, feeling sorry for myself while they were at daycare. And finally, I was so tired, I worked up the courage to just like check in with my sister and see what her deal was. And her plans had actually been canceled. So then I was like, "Come save me!" I just, I was like, I, I knew I had like four more days of this, and I was like, I need to have someone come help. So she came, picked up the kids from daycare, helped them eat dinner. They, of course, the woman who runs daycare had told Allie that they were both seeming kind of sick, which is like a hint to us, like maybe don't take them in tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, you guys don't have a great track record. (laughs) We should just rename this podcast, Our Kids Are Sick and We're Negligent About (laughs) Taking Care of Them. Our kids are constantly sick and we somehow still don't know how to deal with it properly. Mm. Um, So... They stayed home on Friday. So they stayed home on Friday. At this point, Allie slept over, which was great. But then... Have we had a full week of them going to daycare every day in months? I think we did like two weeks ago. It was like a triumph and then it's over. It's over. So This this week might be the next time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Allison left. We were stuck inside all weekend, like the three of us being all kind of sick. Maven incredibly cranky, just constantly saying, go away. And then like wanting things from you, but then saying, go away. This is our new. Oh, she's my incredibly wonderful, hilarious (laughs) daughter who's suddenly 13 in like the worst, most stereotypical way. Go away. No, I don't want to. It. I know it's just yeah, a two-year-old. Yeah, she kept saying to Allie, she was being so mean to Allie, and she kept saying, not you, Allie. Uh, it, it shouldn't hurt your feelings, <laughs> but it really hurts my feelings when she goes, go away. <laughs> She's very much on the cusp of two. You can feel it in your bones. Well, Bryn, and everyone said terrible two, terrible two. Bryn was not a terrible two. He was an incredible two. And then he hit I mean, three. Hit three to three and a half was his worst. He was always... 100% demanding. Sure, but she is a turning into a worse two-year-old than than he was. So I was stuck inside with them all weekend. It was not fun. At one point, Bryn tried to get something off your dresser and pulled the drawer, the bottom drawers out and almost pulled the dresser on top of himself. Oh, wait, so he pulled the bottom drawers out to step in? I think so, or like one of them was already out. He was definitely like trying to get something. So the dresser almost flipped on top of him. I was like a few feet away, so I was able to avert it. And I screamed screamed at him. That's what scared him. Um, I was like, as it was happening, I was like, no. And then I was like explaining he can't do it. And so he started crying, which I think is good. (laughs) I think he needs to have some fear of some things. I mean, yes. Because it's not often that I scream at him. And it's usually a situation like that when he's about to kill himself. I mean, yeah, that's good. There was just, I was just reading, uh, you know, I think this is, people know this now. You you know, you don't smack, you don't spank your kids. (laughs) Because the more you do, the less it matters. It's the less effective it is. Like, I don't know. So you're saying some spanking is good. (laughs) Not spanking. Don't hit your kids. Uh, But save, save the screaming 
for when it truly matters. Yeah. Because if I screamed at them as much as my emotions told me to, my, my screams become ineffective when I need them. But then another thing that happened was Allison left and then I had the two for the night and Maven was really pretty sick. And I was like, how am I going to get through this night? And of course, Maven wasn't sleeping well, like waking up every second. Um, so I brought her into bed with me. I was like, this is the only way either of us is going to sleep. And I like surrounded her with pillows on the bed, moved a pile of dirty laundry over next to her side of the bed just in case she fell off. And we finally fell asleep after like two hours of like fussing and then wait wait a pile of dirty laundry did you like go into the hamper to make a mountain of clothes i mean we already had a mountain of clothes just sitting very close to the bed so i just pushed it over closer to the bed great so then of course at like 3 a.m i wake up to a thump and crying (laughs) and she had fallen off the bed thankfully into the pile of clothes um and she she stopped crying pretty quickly so i was like i think she's okay but then obviously i was still like paralyzed with the fear and like adrenaline of that happening so i i put her to bed in her crib because she was like pretty sleepy at that point and she went to sleep but then of course i was just sitting there like did i just concuss her like is was that a bad move to put her back to bed but i eventually no you can tell like when they i mean i'm also the worst person to judge because my immediate impulse is is fine but the kind of thud it's like you can hear it, the kind where you're like, "This, that's a problem. I mean, I heard it. It, so- it sounded bad. <laughs> but, I probably would have been like, it was not a bad one. It's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I She seems fine now. Um, yeah, that's exhausting. Although it's hard, to, it's hard to tell because a two-year-old talks like a concussed person to begin with. So we don't really know. This is a funny joke. Well, the other thing You're is that I think when people <laughs> when people get concussions, they're supposed to be sleepy. So if they're like calm and going to sleep, that's not necessarily a good sign. Yeah. So we're bad parents, and no, this we're is, awesome. We're great. Well, this is actually the second time that you've been out of town, and this exact thing has happened, and she's fallen off off the bed. The last time was a year ago. Well, then it's definitely your fault. Well, but I just feel like at some point I need to sleep as a person. Mm-hmm. Well, I, uh, there is really a something because I in the last year or however, you know, when when we had babies uh, and they were incredibly dependent on you and breastfeeding, you were the one waking up. You were the one getting them. And, and as much as I wanted to help, there was little I could do. But in the past year, I get up every single time. <laughs> and the result is... I, I know their middle-of-the-night patterns a little bit better than you do. And I think I can more easily get them to sleep. And so when you go in there, it's more of a novelty for them. And they're like, Mom is here. And I think they're less cooperative. And then you get frustrated and then you just throw them in the bed. Well, I would say it's mostly the latter, which is that they want me more, not that you know their patterns better. You're not going to give me any credit. You're not going to give me any putting them to bed skills. I mean, I've got more reps, baby. I, I give me know. this one thing. Give me this one. <laughs> give me credit to say that it's ten percent of the reason. Okay. Fine. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fantastic. Meanwhile, across the country, you're in Los having Angeles, the time of your life. I'm having the time of life. You're I, healthy. You, no, I was sick the whole time. You know, something that we talk a lot about in my mom group is uh, something called the man cold. 
which is <laughs> when men get sick, it's always like a death grip in their mind. Okay, you know what? You're simultaneously saying you're such a baby and also giving me credit for giving you the disease that that made you unable to get out of bed. So you can't have it both but ways. But that was day one of me being sick. You were on like day four. You can't tell me how I feel. And I was parenting while sick. <laughs> True. Uh, the, my whole point of my story is to actually validate what you're saying. Which is <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. I did feel terrible, um, but it was still a, a total vacation in that <laughs> I could stay asleep. Uh, I was staying with my cousin, uh, Jeff, and his wonderful wife, Elizabeth, and they were wonderful hosts, and they have a one-year-old. And it was so amazing, interesting, satisfying to spend – because their daughter, who's one, was also sick. Not super bad sick, but just sick enough where she wasn't sleeping very well. So in the middle of the night, I hear a baby cry, and immediately, you know, it's my job to get up. And I go, huh, huh. And then the second thought is, not my baby, not my problem. And going back to sleep, or just not getting up, was felt so deliciously selfish. <laughs> where I was like, this is... I, I feel like I'm getting away with something terrible and no one's ever going to find out. And they were, they're so nice and they were so apologetic. I like, was so sorry I woke you up. I'm like, are you kidding me? Every time she woke me up, it was a victory because I got to stay <laughs> in bed. Also, I completely forgot. You, being a parent is like, I feel like you have such a short memory where you know exactly what it's like to have a three and a half year old because that's what I have right now. But spending the weekend with a one-year-old, I was like, oh, yeah, this was my whole life one year ago. And the big thing you forget is that you can't stop looking at this child yeah, because she's, she's like sort of walking. She walks if she wants to, but really she's like a million miles an hour crawling and then climbing up. And they got like a big sort of car that she can sit in that's got one of those handles on the back that the parent can push the car. Mm -hmm. It's her favorite thing. And so she would constantly climb up into this and then just stand up in the car, which is obviously <laughs> not the most stable thing that's on wheels, and then look over at us like, huh? You should probably get me down. <laughs> and, you know, Elizabeth, who's also tired and sick, is just that like, oh, you don't get to relax for a second. And then twice either fell out of the car or climbed up on the couch and fell because we weren't watching because we were talking to each other, catching up. And you could see the, and they were totally fine, like falls mm -hmm. where she fell. And instantly my impulse is like, oh, that was, that was, that was fine. I mean, she <laughs> fell all the way off the couch and hit her head on the carpet, but it didn't make a scary sound. It's fine. And of course, Elizabeth <laughs> feels like a terrible mother when she's like a wonderful uh, mother. And it's that like, Oh, gosh. And like embarrassed in front of me. And I'm like, oh, my God, my daughter's falling off the bed right now. <laughs> this next segment's called We Knows Wins. This, this is where we share some of our parenting wins for the week. Peter? I have two, Beth. I have two. I couldn't pick one because they're both so wonderful. So my glorious weekend away in Los Angeles, nothing to complain about. A Sunday night, I take the red eye, which I am not a fan of because I have concluded two red eye flights in the past with vomiting. Uh, but it was a little bit early. So it was 9 p.m. I got in, 5 p.m. 
in New York, which is 2.30 in L.A. No big deal. So I just stayed awake the whole time, and I watched movies because I can't sleep on planes. Hurts my neck. So I was like, I'm going to stay up. Got in, in, uh, got in a lift, came home uh, just in time to pick up the kids to take to daycare because you had a very important meeting that <laughs> later was canceled. But <laughs> very important meeting. So I go directly home, grab the kids, pull them out of bed, get them dressed, and they sound terrible. And, and I was like, can I take – I'm sort of waking up like, can I take these kids to school? They sound sick. And you're like, yeah, they're fine. Well, the thing was that I uh, didn't sleep at all that night, and you finally came home to relieve me, and you just kept waking me up to ask me questions about whether to take them to school, and I was like, I don't care. Like, I just want to be asleep right now. I know, and it's like, I how I haven't been with them. I needed some info, so I decided we have been shamed and embarrassed by daycare uh, over and over and over, so I'm like, I'm not going to risk it. So I took them straight to urgent care. We got there at 8 a.m. Boy, they're happy as can be to be there. They sound gross, but they're don't not acting sick. I take them in, and then uh, the doctor's like, oh, yeah, yeah, good to see you again, Mr. McNerney. Recognized me and my kids because we <laughs> live there. And uh, This isn't even our regular doctor, just no, urgent care. It's just very close. And he goes, so I'll go, great. So can I take them to daycare? And he goes, well, he can go. But I wouldn't take her yet. And he prescribes some antibiotics. And I go, okay, I guess I'm staying home all day after literally zero hours of sleep. I take him to school. I take her home. You're gone. And I'm like, well, Beth just had a tough weekend. And immediately, my first thought was, I can see if Beth can come home. I can't do this. I can't be awake all day with this kid. But I thought about somebody else. Other than myself, which was you, <laughs> and I decided to not ask you to come home, and uh, and it was rough. It was a rough morning, just trying to stay awake. Uh, but also, we every once in a while hire a cleaning lady to come in and help us out because boy, we hate vacuuming. Truly, the greatest blessing of our lives. Truly, the best thing we've ever done for our relationship. I mean, it's like just. We were so broke for like 10 years and just to have someone be able to come in and do that, I could, it's the not, best, could not be more grateful. It's the best money we've ever spent in our lives. <laughs> yeah. I would say like... It's better than food. Even if you can barely afford a cleaning lady, if you have kids, if you can do it like once every, every few months, it's just delightful. It might not be the most important expense, but oh, it is. <sighs> that being said, she was scheduled to come this morning. Uh, and it was, I was zero sleep. Okay, was like, what's the win here? What's the win here? Oh, yeah, this is a good thing. <laughs> right before that, Maven falls asleep on her own. I'm like, oh, good, put her in bed. Margarita shows up. I go, hi, you can clean every room except for this room. I'm going to go sleep. And I went in there, and Maven and I slept straight for four and a half hours. Wow. And it was the greatest gift. You both slept through the whole cleaning, too? Oh, yeah. Was she vacuuming? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it, it looked clean when I came out. Wow. We were out cold. Like, Maven was sick sleeping. Yeah, I think Maven hadn't had, like, a full night's sleep in a couple days, so she was ready. Which leads me to victory, we knows wins number two, which is something we didn't realize until 45 minutes ago. I Our did. kids slept through the whole night last night. Whoa! 
That's a. I don't know why I just made a soccer reference. <laughs> if there's one thing I love more than having a cleaning lady, it's getting a full night's sleep. Oh my god! There's nothing I like more <laughs> than you getting a full night's sleep. <laughs> what are you trying to say? That you're perfect and I love you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was beautiful. The podcast is over. We've accomplished parenting. <laughs> like the next, the next thing's college, right? Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. (laughs) I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This next segment is called We Knows News. New segment. This is where we talk about a parenting-related story in the news and what our highly original hot take is on it. Beth? So this is so exciting because I think normally when you see moms in the news, it's always like people trashing a mom for doing something to try to survive with kids. And this (laughs) is... How dare you try to survive with kids? It's always like, look at this bad mom just trying to get by over here. Um, So this is a really exciting story, which is Tammy Duckworth has... Given birth, let me find the headline. <laughs> oh, wait, wait to be I just prepared. Wanna get, I want to get the phrasing right. Tammy Duckworth gives birth to a baby girl. She's the first senator to have a baby while in office. And I think I like these uh, headlines, I think are funny because it makes it sound like she gave birth in the office. <laughs> 
Um, like while she was giving notes on something <laughs> and didn't stop. Yeah. And she was like, can somebody grab that, please? Which, I mean, is practically what she did because you know she's getting right back to work. Tammy Duckworth is, uh, I mean, she's so many firsts. She's, what an inspiring woman. She's a, an Iraq War vet. She's a double amputee. She lost both her legs in the Iraq War. She's an Asian American woman who is... A senator. I think it's the second Asian American woman in the Senate ever. Yeah, she was in the she was in the House, and now she's in the Senate. This is her second kid. She's fifty years old, which I mean, having a kid at fifty is impressive. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, this is her first child. No, this is her second. Okay, less crazy. Um, Not that it's crazy to have a baby when you're <laughs> old, but it is less common. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, this woman no matter how you look at it, is incredibly impressive. And I think the story is exciting in addition to that because many moms would agree we need more representation in government, in media, everywhere, not just for women but especially for moms because Mm -hmm. the studies on inequality in the workplace I think seem to add up to that the disparities between men and women are usually amount to – the difficulties that women have in their lives being both caretakers and advancing in their careers. So we need women like this who are going to put forward measures. She, Tammy Duckworth has already authored measures to make sure major airports offer places for breastfeeding mothers to pump milk. Uh, the military yeah. creates a uniform policy on giving personnel time to bond with their newborn and adopted babies and to make sure student parents have on-campus child care. Well, it's fascinating because obviously this has never happened in the in the Senate. And so it suddenly makes clear how many things in that particular and very visible workplace have not been thought of through the lens of uh, Oh, a yeah, woman. nothing. I mean, like there even... are Senate rules like for voting. I was just reading about this uh the Senate floor the rules indicate that there can only be senators, their aides, and officials on the Senate floor, and a senator can't vote unless they're physically there. And so technically, you know, she she's proposing policies that allow her to bring her infant child to the floor so that she can do her job and vote, because technically that's against the rules right now. And yeah. I don't think there's been anything that said that she's been prohibited from doing that, but just the fact that that has never come up in the entire uh, history yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's getting a lot of heat because uh, the world is a sexist place and the uh, way that our government runs everything is very partisan and people try to find any way to stifle each other. But How much would you love to see like C-SPAN uh, with her on the Senate floor holding a baby, just doing her job? Uh, yeah, I thought you, for some reason I thought you were going to say a sitcom about a senator mom. How? I mean, <laughs> she, what an incredible... I would watch that sitcom... It's called Duckworth, <laughs> where she is, you know, she's a double amputee in a wheelchair holding a baby. Uh, she's Asian American. Like, this is, this is, that's a show. It's great. It's And she's just trying to make it work. It's so cool. I mean, I think it's exciting when we're at this place where so many women like this are sort of breaking down barriers. And I, you know they're working 10 times as hard as anyone else to make all this happen. And it's... Really great. And what I hope is that they are able to put forth these measures so that the next women who come around don't have to work quite so hard. Well, there's a lot of them. Record number <laughs> of, of women uh, running for office this this year. You know, because of the climate. 
And that's my political hot take. <laughs> wow. You're really, you have a finger on the pulse of women. This next segment's called Did You Knows? This is a segment where Peter learns and shares a parenting or child-related facts. I love facts. Beth, did you know that the average dad takes one minute and 36 seconds to change a diaper? Whereas the average mom takes two minutes and five seconds. What do you think about that? Because that was a surprise to me. What are you trying to say here? I don't know. What does that statistic okay, say? So what that says to me is that moms are making sure they actually got all the poop out of all the crevices. Yep. And they're putting on diaper cream and making sure the diaper is comfortable. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, they're probably put like actually putting the pants back on maybe and not just like letting the kid run around naked afterwards. Yeah. Our, well, first of all, our kids won't let us put pants on them. I'm not going to fight them. This is absolutely true. What I'm thinking is, look how good I am at changing a diaper. <laughs> Done. Although I think early on, I, I started reading this and I my brain actually flipped it because I don't know how to read. Uh, but in my mind, I was like, oh, dads, I picture most dads, I think average dads change fewer diapers than moms. And there's i picture them doing just being more like oh what am i doing and taking far more time and using far more wipes oh yeah um uh, so that this was a surprise to me that dads were faster cuz i feel like moms would get really good at it and be really fast i definitely changed diapers well no no do you think i changed diapers faster than you mm, i don't know I, i've never thought about this <laughs> It's true. I would have said you were slower. I would have guessed. Right. That would have been my guess. Because your mind wanders and then you're like probably singing a song. And and... I'm looking out the window. Yeah. You forget why you went in there. I put a diaper on their head. <clears throat> you start changing it before you realize there's no diapers next yeah. to the changing and table. And then the... you got to go get more diapers. And then I realize the kids are at daycare <laughs> and that I'm losing my mind at home alone. <laughs> So, I'm doing much better. Thank you. Anyway, uh, verdict is women are better than men. <laughs> I will say you definitely, uh, I think you do the cream more than I do. You definitely, do. I'm like, oh, that's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't like to do the cream unless they've just had a bath because it just, then it just feels like I'm rubbing my hands all over dirty butt. Yeah. I mean, I don't, in, yeah. Who likes to stick their finger in your kid's? No, I just wiped this butt, but it's You don't have to poopy. stick your finger in their butt. Oh, am I doing it wrong? <laughs> it sounds like you're doing it wrong. Oh, they really hate it. In their between their butt cheeks. Getting <laughs> getting in there. Although I w- if my kids literally say ow when I'm wiping their butts, I'm like, well, all right. You you said ow, I have to put the cream on. Yeah. I mean, I think compared to other compared to the average kid, our kids don't have like the worst like diaper rash or anything. No, like they that. got they got pretty tough skin. That was another thing. I was in LA and um, Elizabeth was like, we didn't give her a bath that one night and she was sweaty and I'm worried she has a rash because of that. I was like, you missed one night of taking a bath. So our, many our people tell me they bathe their kids every night and I can't imagine. Oh my god! It's like part. It's part of a lot of people's r- routine, which I guess if it's, it's like wise, if it soothes your kid and like it's the routine that gets them ready to go to bed, like fine. But for us, if you have to do lives, an hour of negotiation to get them into the tub, <laughs> you skip it most nights. If you have no routine and your life is pure chaos, like ours is, you do about once a week, maybe twice. 
I wouldn't call our lives pure chaos. <laughs> I mean, it's a pure kind of chaos, but it's not pure chaos. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful chaos. It's a beautiful day. I don't like you, too. You don't like me? <laughs> that was a terrible joke. That was a me-level bad joke. I mean, why are, why are we here? Oh, that made me love you so much. You know why? Because that, ex- that exposed a level of vulnerability that you don't let the world see. And I've never been happier. I support your vulnerability. You can make those jokes. I will laugh always for the rest of my life. Thank you. Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Now it's time for... Everyone's favorite segment, Would You Knows? This is where one of us posits a hypothetical parenting situation to the other. And uh, once again, I have a great suggestion from the fine folks on the internet. This, I'm going to give this one to you, Beth. This one comes to us from Michelle, who says, You're making a family garden, which is already hard to relate to, (laughs) because we do not have a garden. We don't have a yard. Uh, okay, this is going to require a lot of imagination. We actually have a lot of 
cups of dirt right now. Cause it's true. Our kids planted some grass at school and, and then, then brought d- it home. Brought it home and then dumped it on the carpet. And then I scooped the dirt back into the cup so there's no grass anymore. Yeah, so we have a cup of dirt. So, so we, we can, can relate. relate. We can yeah. relate to this. All right, so you're making a family garden. <laughs> the rest of this is going to be weird in our context. but <laughs> And your child finds a small snake which he, she grabs and brings to you. How do you deal how do you deal without making the child scared when they're not scared? And also understand that they there are certain species of animals out there that can be quite harmful. Well, maybe I'm just reading too much in your tone, but the way she, she's delivering this question, I feel like this is like a normal thing for her. Oh, I, no, uh, I don't think so. Uh, uh, the rest of it was this child is now terrified of snakes because oh, of no. the stern talking to that happened. Okay. I guess my gut, I mean, I think my actual reaction is that I'd probably be a little bit terrified and they would pick up on that immediately. But my yeah. attempt at good parenting idea is to you would say something like, okay, let's um let the snake go. Let's let him go back to his home and... Uh, you know, well, here's the in this, it's do we know that it's a garden snake and that it's not harmful because then you can breathe. I mean, I would definitely be a little freaked out just because the sight of a snake would freak me out, but I think a, a snake that's small enough for a kid to pick up is probably harmless. I don't know where yeah, this where person are we? lives. Are we living in Arizona? If you live where I feel we like there's live, scary snakes there, it's pretty unlikely the kids picked up a dangerous snake, and I think you would know. With, within a few minutes of seeing it, within a moment of seeing it, you'd probably have a good sense of whether it's poisonous or not. Because the those little green snakes are like yeah. very clearly. You're in a garden. It's. I'm assuming this is a garden snake. Yeah. It's like uh, probably what I would do is go, <laughs> and then I try to calm down. I go, cool. Wow, uh, <laughs> that's cool. And they would know something is up, and feel like they did something wrong and then uh no am i if i'm being honest i'd be i'd be like don't 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 touch that yeah that's probably more realistically what our reaction would be without thinking our brains like put it down put that down i'm gonna cite uh some science that i don't remember uh but it's the movement of a snake is so hardwired in our brain. Yeah, that's as something what's freaking me out. To. Is like not the actual idea of like this snake biting the kid or being poisonous. It's just the thought of seeing a snake in my kid's hand, like just wriggling. I would that scares me. So you've played it cool. You've been like, okay, I'm not going to theoretically. Panic. Theoretically, and <laughs> uh, then now it's time to explain to this child that. Some snakes are dangerous, and maybe you shouldn't pick them up. What do you say? I'm your child, mommy. I have a snake. I honestly, I would just say this about all animals because what's more dangerous, honestly, is if they were picking up like a half alive mouse or something. <laughs> like on un- half alive. Well, like sometimes there's like an injured chipmunk or something, and then kids oh, because they can't get it. away, and then they'll then bite you. You'll and get like rabies. rabies, or you know, that's actually probably more dangerous, at least tr- around here. Bryn is trying so hard to catch a squirrel, and I don't try to. He's not going to catch the squirrel, right. so I don't try to stop him. But 
I also see parents letting me let him chase a squirrel, and I'm like, are they going to think? I don't think so. They know. They are also aware of physics. I don't know. The squirrels are pretty bold in our neighborhood. <laughs> they let Bryn get pretty close. One time when I was a kid, I told my mom I was going to catch a squirrel with a um, rabbit cage we had, and yeah. she was like, yeah, 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 go for it, because she didn't think I was capable and I rigged up a rabbit cage so that I could pull a string and then the lid would snap shut. And I put like peanut butter bread or something in there and I caught a squirrel right like in the morning before school. And then it was like going crazy in the cage. And I like went in and told my mom and she didn't believe me. And it was like very scary to try to like release the squirrel because it was flipping out inside the cage. Whoa, so you, she didn't believe you and then you had to go out and release it? I Well, she came out and saw it. But oh, so she, she was like, sees. yeah, right. <laughs> um, I didn't tell you this. Bryn got caught by a squirrel trap uh, a few weeks ago. What? <laughs> Around the back of the building. Why is there a squirrel trap? Well, I don't, know, I don't know if it was a squirrel trap. But some kid or somebody had cleared. There was like a little like uh, metal cage, like the size of a sandwich. It was shallow. That's what made me think of it. Anyway. And it was like propped up by a stick. And some young person had clearly like set this up as a trap. And I I was like, what is that? And then I saw Bryn walk straight towards it and kick the stick with his foot. And the trap fell right on his foot. And I was like, Bryn just got trapped by a squirrel wow. trap. So anyway, I guess I would just tell her kids, you know, like, you shouldn't touch wild animals. Yeah. But they wouldn't listen. It would be ineffective. We don't have good advice. I thought, uh, Michelle, I'm going to say that you did it right. You should scare your kids I think you about did snakes. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> now it's time for We Knows What They're Watching. In this segment, we discuss our children's latest pop culture obsessions. There's a lot. Beth, you have one? Yeah. So this week we want to talk about uh, letting our kids watch things that are a little too adult. Um, Way too adult. But, you know, it's all water under the bridge. And fr- frankly, it's adult TV. <clears throat> Yeah, so um, one thing that happened this week was I was scrolling through uh, Instagram stories and um, I was looking at stories for Kimchi, who is a very funny Ru- drag queen. Ru- RuPaul's Drag Race. RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, and Kimchi had an Instagram story that was um, her, uh, I guess, backup dancers. It was like three muscular men uh, with in their underwear, shaking their butts in the camera, just like the the... It was framed as like three butts shaking to a song about like butts. And so there's a lot of butts. So this was happening, and Maven kind of wandered over and saw it, and she <laughs> loved it. <laughs> she kept saying, again, again. And this is a, one of the, yet another one of those moments where I see myself in her so much, <laughs> and I love it. You know, we both love chocolate. We both love food. Uh, we both love not talking to strangers. And that's really the list, I feel like, for you. Chocolate, not talking to strangers, butts. And we like kind of messing with people. So then this inspired one of my Instagram videos, which I, I, well, either this or a Nickelodeon show that I let them watch that had a lot of potty humor. It was like a cartoon and I, again, had two sick children all weekend. So I let them watch this really dirty Nickelodeon show. And so I don't know where she heard this, but there's an Instagram uh, video on my page now of Maven, um, Stepping on Bryn's butt while he's asleep on the floor. Um, Why was he asleep on the floor? So he, 
boycotted his nap two days in a row and then he got really tired and he fell asleep on the couch and then he heard us and woke up and got up from the couch but then he just laid down next to us while we were sitting at the table and fell back asleep on the floor. <laughs> and so Maven, uh, I started filming him asleep on the floor and Maven said, say cheese. And then she walked over and put her foot on his butt and she said, ooh, booty. Like, she put her foot on his butt like Captain Morgan. Like yeah. <laughs> to, claim, to claim the land. Yeah. And she was like, booty. And then she said, big at booty. I think she's trying to say big fat booty. Um, and she kept, she kept saying big fat booty and I loved it. And I think we, as a, me and Maven are both the second child. So I think we both kind of have that mischievous, like love of like messing with this older sibling. She recognized the floor was hers to take. and She took it (laughs) quite literally. Uh, I have a little media consumption story of, uh, Bryn. Uh, I don't remember. This was last week sometime I was watching something, maybe Silicon Valley, uh, something with swearing. And uh, Bryn came into the room, and I was like, oh, I should probably turn this off. And I didn't, and I was like, there's not more swearing. And there was more swearing. And eventually I was like, ah, I'll turn it off. And then, of course, four seconds later, Bryn, just playing by himself, just goes, you just fuck it. And I go, what? What did you just say? He looks at me with a big smile and goes, fuck it? Uh, and I had to do serious talk, and I grabbed him by his shoulder, <laughs> firmly but lightly, and I go, that's not a good word to say. And he understood. He had an immediate shame connected with it that I like recognized and remember feeling when I was little. I remember swearing and realizing my dad was there. And seeing his reaction and feeling the oh my god I should I never say this again. See, I'm surprised that was effective because in my mind he's still at an age where he is like, if you tell him not to do something, he wants to do it more. So I would have been like, well, he'll forget this word in three hours. I'm just not going to say anything. Well, it, this was a perfect example where they don't respond to what we say; <laughs> they respond to what we do, and it's entirely behavioral because he said it and i had a genuine like oh my god (laughs) and so that's what he was reading is i was suddenly very serious and he was that made him uncomfortable the funny thing to me about kids and language is like in my mind it doesn't really matter to me if they're swearing but then when you start sending them out into the world to like daycare and stuff it's like so embarrassing to have the kid who's just like swearing or what like all of a sudden you're like you see these other people painting a picture for themselves of like how you have raised this kid. Yeah. I mean, we talk about farts all day and I'm like, ah, who cares? I'm like, oh, but don't talk about farts outside. I don't worry about the fart thing because I think he's hearing it at daycare as much as he's hearing it at home. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I would rather him say fart, fart, fart than fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Yeah. This has been We Knows Parenting. If you have any parenting-related questions or comments about how badly we're doing over here... Yeah, judge us! Please send them to weknowspod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at weknowspod. And uh, let us know how you're doing. Um, Are you freaking out as a parent or are you nailing it? Please. Give us tips. Tell us about you. Let's get the conversation going, people. We want to hear your highs and lows, but mostly we want you to assure us that you also have lows. (laughs) Yeah, so that we can feel better about ourselves because that's why we're doing this. Validation. Have a great day. We don't know what time you're listening to this, but we love you. Goodbye.
Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled, going from farm to store in days, not weeks. They stay fresher for longer in your fridge. My salad lasts all week long, which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's no need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.